let's just cut to the chase. Rejection sucks, but there's always a silver lining eventually. In today's episode, I'm going to help you find that and move past rejection. Before we get started, just a quick shout out to our show sponsor today, and that is My Soul CBD, which by the way, they now make CBD products for pets. And this is exciting. Rocco, our chocolate lab, is super excited about this. Now, obviously, I can't ask him if this stuff is helping, but just based on how much quicker he's going up and down the stairs, based on how much faster he's walking back into the house after being let outside, something's changed. I don't know if he's just super motivated to get another CBD snack or what, but something's working. And My Soul CBD is our go-to company when it comes to CBD. In fact, my mom is dealing with plantar fasciitis and can't take Advil, doesn't want to do any painkillers. And I said, mom, let me send you some My Soul CBD. So mom, it's in the mail. The reason why I trust My Soul CBD is because number one, there's zero THC. Can you imagine Marge getting high on THC? Well, actually, I would like to see that at some point. But in the meantime, I don't want her to have to deal with that. So that's why I'm sending her My Soul CBD. They've got delicious gummies. She's pretty excited about that. They just launched a new flavor, Watermelon Mint. CBD is super helpful because what it does is it calibrates your central nervous system. It's called homeostasis. So that is why so many different conditions that you might experience like anxiety or pain or stress, all of which are impacted by your central nervous system, are shown to be improved by taking high-quality CBD products. Now, again, MySoul CBD does all third-party lab testing, so you know that you're getting a product that is 100% USA-grown, it's organically farmed, it's gluten-free, and quality matters. You can order your own MySoul CBD products by using the code LIFER and get 20% off. What would I recommend you order? Well, I love the Dream Capsules. They'll sometimes sell out, though. I love the Dream Capsules. I love the Alert Capsules. Those are great to take during the day, especially if you're an entrepreneur or busy. Oh, of course, the gummies are great. And for some people, they would just prefer to put drops, oil drops, like CBD oil drops under their tongue or in their water or in their coffee or tea. Totally up to you. They've got lots of variety. Again, mysoulcbd.com. Use the code LIFER for 20% off. And what's great is when you order from them, you're actually supporting the show. So thank you so much to My Soul CBD and thank you to you. This weekend, Brett and I went to Seattle to visit with Brock. Brock moved to Seattle with his girlfriend and we're doing this Instagram boot camp, which are live training. So I said, well, there aren't many places we can travel to right now. This is technically work-related. Let's go to Seattle. So we did. We went to Seattle. We stayed in, where did we stay? Bellevue, I think it was. Anyways, we had a great time. I just loved where we stayed. We stayed at a hotel called the Woodmark, in case you're ever in the area. And it was lovely. And Brett and I got to spend a lot of time talking and chatting and just connecting. And we were reminiscing about some of the major disappointments and rejections that we both have experienced. Now, some of those we've experienced together as a couple, and a lot of them we have experienced individually. So when Brett was in high school, he was like a phenomenal quarterback. He was, in fact, the number one recruited high school quarterback in the nation the year that he graduated from high school, which I think was 1988. He ended up playing for UCLA. He went to UCLA, was like the youngest starting freshman at quarterback. And 
after his first year of playing, they brought on a new coach. And as is typically the case, when they bring on a new coach, they bring on their own coaching staff. And when they did that, Brett was not going to be the starting quarterback, even though, so he tells me, he beat out his competition in spring ball. But they told him like, hey, listen, you know, we didn't have a winning season last year. And so we're going to go with this other kid. That was major rejection. And for Brett, that was the first time in his life where he, it felt like he had been robbed. He felt like he legitimately beat out this other quarterback and he was just being rejected. He ended up going to Michigan State. At the time, I don't think that my husband saw that as a silver lining. He went to Michigan State because the Spartans had an opportunity to play in the Rose Bowl. Brett wanted to get back in the Rose Bowl and maybe even play UCLA someday in the Rose Bowl. But what happened is he met his future wife and God has a plan for us. But when it happens, it doesn't feel that way. We were reminiscing about what it was like when we were dating, considering getting married, and he was playing at this point for the Toronto Argonauts, which is a Canadian football league. Then he got picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that's every young kid's dream is to play in the NFL. Not only was it his dream, it was his identity, like all his life. Everyone always told him, you're going to be an NFL quarterback. And he was groomed for that. That's all his family ever talked about. That's all they ever did. That's all anyone ever was. Not ever was. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just football, football, football. Everyone's a quarterback. Everyone plays pro. And, and so that's what you're going to do too. And so here he was making it. In the NFL, he's at the Atlanta Falcons. We're dating. At this point, we had graduated from college, and Brett was obviously in Atlanta. I'd moved out to Southern California, was working at a law firm and trying to, you know, start five different businesses. And one day after practice, Brett gets called into the, I guess it's a general manager's office. I forget who it was that called him into the office and just said, hey, listen, don't take it personal. Here you go. Go clean out your locker. You're done. We decided to go with another quarterback. Talk about rejection. I mean, that's heavy rejection. That's like, hey, you know that thing that you've been working for all your life? Well, it's over. It's done. We don't want you. That's heavy, heavy rejection. And at the time, no one wants to hear, you're going to get over this. There's going to be a silver lining. Something better is around the corner. Those are the kinds of things that don't help someone when they're in the middle of it. So I want to say this to you. If you're in the middle of that rejection, the first thing you need to know is it's okay to be sad and to grieve the thing that you thought was going to be. Whether that's a house that you just put an offer in and the sellers rejected your offer. Whether it was that second date that you were counting on, but that dude just sent you a message that he just wants to be friends or he's not ready to date right now. Maybe you just found out one of your best friends has made plans with some other friends and they didn't include you. Who knows? Maybe you felt like you killed it in that last job interview, but you just found out they hired someone else. It all hurts. It feels like rejection. And the deepest kind of rejection is the rejection that feels like we aren't good enough. Rejection from our family. Rejection from loved ones, rejection when it's something that we've worked so hard and so long for, and we feel, 
actually, we know. We know we're good enough. We know that we're too good for this situation. We know that they are blowing it. That really, really hurts. And it's okay. And I want to give you permission to grieve that, to be sad, to feel it, not to sweep it under the rug. Rejection hurts. But as I said on my Instagram post today, rejection is God's protection. He's really good at removing unhealthy things from our lives, especially when sometimes we are just, we're too attached, we're too weak, or we're just too busy to see that we deserve something better. And sometimes rejection is meant to teach us to look at ourselves. When I first moved to California, again, you know, after graduating from Michigan State, so I was teaching fitness classes at Michigan State, and I know you guys have heard this story before, but it's a great example of how rejection can serve you if you allow it to. So I was teaching fitness classes as a hobby when Brett and I were at Michigan State, and I moved to Southern California and was like, oh, well, you know, I only have one job. I need five more, so I should probably teach fitness classes too. It's expensive to live here, ladies and gentlemen. So I started going to all the local health clubs and applying to be a fitness instructor, but I could not get hired. It was embarrassing. It was really humiliating because every single time I went on an audition, I probably went on five before I realized I can't do this again. And each time they would say, oh, you've got a great personality or, you know, it's really nice to meet you. I can see your enthusiasm. But yeah, no, no, like, I'm sorry, we don't need you. And for the first like couple of times I got rejected, I didn't know why I'd been rejected. So as is our defense mechanism, I told myself that they were like, oh, that woman didn't know what she was talking about. They have no clue my style of teaching or like whatever. I was very defensive. And so I didn't look at myself. I was just like, it's their problem. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not our issue. Sometimes it is their issue. But it is important to look in the mirror, especially when the rejection happens time and time again. And that's what happened for me. So after probably the fifth time that I went to audition, I realized there's a problem here. Why can't I get hired at any of these gyms? And I finally had the courage to ask the woman who gave me my last rejection why I wasn't going to get hired. And she said, God bless you. You don't hear the beat. Your form is a little sloppy. We just have a different style of teaching. You know, your technique isn't that great. You, if you improved your technique, if you could practice hearing the beat, if you could learn to cue, or basically, like, if you could fix everything, you know, you've got a great attitude. We'd probably hire you. Dude, that was devastating and it was embarrassing. I don't think I told anyone. I just kind of like tucked it away. And I now in retrospect, I can't even remember if I believed the feedback. You know, because sometimes to hear that negative feedback and to believe it stings so much, it can really kill your ego, your confidence. So I probably, in the back of my mind, I knew a lot of those things were true. But I also didn't want to think about it, didn't want to feel it. But I knew if I was going to get hired anywhere, I was going to have to fix those things. So whatever it is that you've been rejected for, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve what you thought could be. But it's really important that you do an honest evaluation of the situation and ask if, in fact, there's some truth to the reason why you've been rejected. 
And it really helps to use a third party, someone who you love, someone who can be kind, but someone who can also be very honest and tell you if, in fact, there's some things you need to work on. What's great about being a human, and I know you know this, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to a podcast because, hello, people who listen to podcasts, y'all, we are so good at getting better. We are so good at acknowledging that we have room for improvement. It's like our hobby. Am I right? Send me an Instagram DM and say, you know what? It's personal growth is my hobby. It's the coolest thing. Thank you for being here. I love that we are a family. So the great news about realizing that there is room for improvement is also recognizing that you have the ability to improve. Now, the best way to do that is with the help of a professional, no matter what it is, whether it's your skills that need to improve or some personality trait or a belief or the way that you interact with people, all of these things can be improved if you desire a different outcome. Next, and probably the first thing I should have told you to do, but sometimes it's hard to do this one first, but what you really need to do next is just realize that there is a reason why this has happened and it is for your better good. It always is. You have to trust and believe your faith in God, your faith in the universe, whatever you want to call it. I call it God. When you're going through a difficult time, when you have been rejected, when you're experiencing something that just does not make sense, you have to remember that it is God's way of protecting you. God never gives you more than you can handle. He is always looking out for you. He always knows what you need. Sometimes you just need more time. Like that's what I needed. I needed more time. Thank goodness I didn't get hired back then because I just would have had disastrous class after disastrous class. I probably would have never ended up teaching. I wasn't ready for it. On top of that, I was doing so many things like trying to study to take the LSAT. I was working full-time as a paralegal. I had adopted a puppy and I was trying to do three businesses. Like that was God saying, girl, can I handle this right now? And it wasn't that I was denied that opportunity. It was just that opportunity was delayed for me. Sometimes there are things that you want so badly, but God knows now is not the time. This isn't the right season. And it's not that he's denying you those things. It might be that he's delaying it. The next step is you have to recognize that when something doesn't work out, it gives you the space and the room for something better. That might mean more time and might mean a better fitting opportunity. So when Brett was rejected by the Atlanta Falcons, that was a major blow. But secretly, I was so happy. I really couldn't imagine what life was going to be like as an NFL wife, like traveling from city to city and never being able to settle my roots and imagining what it would be like trying to start a family. And I know that works for a lot of people. It just wasn't what I had in mind for us once it became kind of a reality. I mean, I was so secretly grateful that that had happened because I knew God was giving us something better. And Brett turned his competitive nature, everything he loved about sports, he just started pouring it into business and learning everything he could about entrepreneurship. And he really did have a plan for our lives. And I can't tell you that Brett saw it as a promotion or saw it as a silver lining until many years later. And sometimes that's how these things work. Sometimes it's many years later that we realize that guy that broke our heart actually ended up being a bank robber or a real jerk, or he went bald and got fat. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many things that you don't realize until later. You're like, thank goodness that guy broke my heart. Thank goodness 
he rejected me because I did deserve something much better. If you're in the middle of dealing with rejection right now, I know it's really hard to hear this, but I promise you something much better is meant for you. And one way to make sure that happens even faster is by tapping into your gratitude, like really sitting down with a pen and a piece of paper. You know, I always say that, take pen to paper and really just like forcing yourself to make a list of all the things that you're grateful for, even the things that because of this rejection you're grateful for. Like, you know, if I were to be back in Brett's shoes, like he was literally grateful for the fact that it happened while I was on vacation with my family in Michigan and he just jumped on a plane and flew right to Northern Michigan with us. And that was a trip that otherwise he wouldn't have been able to be on. So what has that rejection, what opportunities, what beautiful silver lining, what things has it opened up for you? What has it made room for? Because if you could start to recognize that you have so many frigging blessings, when you start to do that, when you start to feel gratitude, number one, you're going to feel much better about the rejection. It's almost impossible to feel sad and grateful at the same time. I mean, it's possible, but it's really hard to experience those two emotions at the same time. I want you to feel gratitude. I want you to focus on what it is you can learn from the situation. And sometimes it's just that you picked the wrong one. Maybe it was the wrong house, the wrong job, the wrong guy, the wrong girl, the wrong friend. There's still something to learn from that. Not everything, not every part of this rejection has something to do with you. Getting rejected is just part of life. You're going to live. We all do. And the braver, the more courageous you are, the more risks you're going to have to take. And the more risks you take, the more rejection you're going to experience. I mean, this podcast is not even long enough for me to discuss all of the many times I've been rejected. I mean, once I became a fitness instructor, then I really set my sights on becoming a presenter teaching at these fitness conferences. And I applied to the same fitness conference probably like Six years in a row, and every single year, I got the same freaking rejection letter, year after year after year. I mean, once we decided we wanted to launch a fitness infomercial, we had the biggest companies in the United States and in Canada courting us to do a fitness infomercial. It was great, except the one that I really wanted, the biggest one, didn't want me. That was hard. It was actually a company that, ironically, has since gone out of business. It was the company that did Billy Blank's Tybo. Remember that? Yeah, we had a meeting with them. I remember it was in LA at this schwanky hotel and the producers, directors, whatever you want to call it, like the people who make the decisions from that company. Now I can't think of the name of the company. But when I met with them, they could not care less about my program. They didn't like me. They didn't like the program. And that was a blow because that was, ironically, the one company I had my heart set on. I wanted to work with that company. And it was almost harder because I knew all these other companies were making us offers. And the one that I wanted to go with wanted no part of it, weren't interested at all. That felt very personal. But thank the Lord above, we were rejected and went with a smaller, at the time, lesser known company, Beachbody, which ended up being like the best decision I ever made to partner with them to do my fitness infomercials. To this day, that is the best decision I've ever made in terms of taking care of my fitness programs. Like, you know, I know I've talked a lot about my own struggles and being in that industry, et cetera, but that was like, I could not have worked with a better company for sure. 
And at the time, it felt like horrible rejection. But that feeling, remember this, is temporary. It is not permanent. The only way it makes a permanent scar, the only way that it hurts you and holds you back is if you don't push forward. This is temporary, and this will make you stronger. This is going to be a great story at some point. This is just proof that there is something way better out there for you. It might take a while, but it's there. So keep going. And I've got some really cool news for you, and it's this. You're a podcast listener. Specifically, you listen to podcasts about personal growth. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, right? which means you have a growth mindset. You do. Now, here's what we know about people with a growth mindset. Stanford University researchers recently found that a person's basic beliefs about personality contribute to whether or not they recover quickly from the pain of rejection. Their studies reveal that people who have a fixed mindset, which is not you, and they often see themselves as unlikely to change. They tend to blame themselves when there's rejection, and they actually don't even see that their own personality might be the toxic reason why things aren't working out in certain situations. Well, when they experience rejection, these people tend to second-guess themselves. They criticize themselves. They think that this is going to happen again and again in future relationships and in future situations, which, of course, as you know, is likely to lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy, meaning if I think it's going to happen, it happens. Now, on the other hand, people like you People who have a growth mindset, these researchers found that you are able to alter your beliefs about yourself. You're able to look at the breakup or look up the rejection and see it as an opportunity to change, to grow. You are more hopeful than most people. You believe that things will improve. You believe that you have the opportunity, the ability to get better. So the good news is because you have a growth mindset and that we already have established about you, you're going to recover much quicker from this. You're going to recover quickly from the breakup. I'm not saying it's going to go away tomorrow. I'm not saying that you're not entitled to a good cry. You are. But because of who you are, you will suffer less. You will recover quicker. But you're also human. So be careful. Be careful that you don't allow yourself to slip into self-loathing. Be careful that you don't let those little insecurities that pop up for all of us. Listen, friend, they pop up for everybody. They pop up for me. Anytime you're rejected, you can't help but feel a little insecure. But don't feed that insecurity. Don't keep talking to yourself in that negative voice. If someone breaks up with you, if you find yourself feeling out of place, if you feel rejected and it's painful, that's a moment for you to really get connected with your individuality, to know what makes you special, which means you've got to connect with the right people in your life too. You know the people, you need to go plug back into those people. Plug back into the people that light you up, that make you understand how incredible you are. Ultimately, that needs to come from you. But frankly, when we're feeling kind of lousy, it's important to have those kinds of people in our lives. Reach out to them. Even if you have to spend some time with them online or on the phone or whatever, plug back into those people. And lastly, be very careful about the seduction of rejection. You've certainly heard it before that we want what we can't have. 
I know you've had this happen where you've dated someone who was like beneath you, right? Like they weren't even in your league and they probably knew it subconsciously. They knew they didn't deserve someone as dope as you are and they rejected you. And you're like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I was a gift. And because that person didn't want you, it made you want them more. Like, how can I get this person to love me? Maybe if I just get in better shape, maybe if I wear the right clothes, maybe if I do this or do that. And we play these crazy games with ourselves where we want to be the one to reject them. It'll make you crazy. But why would we want someone who's wise enough to know they don't deserve us? Why would you want a job that doesn't want you? You don't need reassurance from someone else. You need it from yourself. And you certainly don't need to be wanted by someone who doesn't deserve you in order to know that you are enough. Okay, I love this advice. It's from psychologist Pam Garcy. And she suggests that you just practice saying, just like a sales associate does, thank you, next. Like, just next. You know, like, okay, moving on. I'm not dwelling on it. I'm on to bigger and better things. Like, have a phrase that you keep repeating to yourself. This is so important because it's going to encourage you. It's going to help you model what it looks like to bounce back after a rejection, which I like to think of as protection, which I like to think of as a promotion. Like the reason why that didn't work out is because something better is on the way. I guarantee it. Listen, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing these episodes when you love them and and letting me know what you love about them on Instagram and Facebook. Jump back into our pod squad. It's a free group on Facebook, and I would love to have you there. Just go to Shaleen's pod squad. I'll put a link in our show notes. And it's super cool because like every day we have discussions about the podcast, and it's just so helpful to be around, again, a group of people who have a a growth mindset like you. Like that's what's really cool about the pod squad is these are all people who listen to the Shaleen Show and Build Your Tribe and other personal development podcasts and they listen to personal development books and it's just a great group of people and I love that there's been some true friendships that have developed from this group. So jump in there with us. I would love to have you and thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for leaving a five-star review. That would mean the world to me. I love you. I mean it and I'll talk to you soon. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.